0: is this song? Ha. Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Yo, yeah, you let the music keep playing. shit. Yo, it is, yeah. yeah, just it up here. Yo, Just in case you've forgotten.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. of wrestling radio the Trey dog we will never use the words
0: shoot got, jesus
1: fuck, fuck or any other racial or sexual slurs and jj sexay i did not i repeat i did not sleep with that young intern as a matter of fact i was up all night wrestling news live For the fans, by the fans. That's
0: right, the franchise is back.
1: Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexey.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live. On a night when Raw, this was the final Raw event in the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh commonly known as the Igloo, as it's going to be set to be demolished in the very near future, so it's kind of sad to see uh, an iconic arena like the Igloo go down in flames, but uh, you know, they did it tonight for Monday Night Raw, and ladies and gentlemen, joining me, uh, you know him, you love him, he is the host of Wrestling News Live, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the trade-off.
1: You
2: motherfucker ripped it back. Get up. Trey, what's going on, buddy?
3: What is up, my friends? Uh, welcome back to another edition of Wrestling News Live. I'll be shout out to the old uh, Wrestling News Live family in the chat room and listening to the streams and. I'm ready, man. I'll tell you, I, I was able to sit out and watch Raw uninterrupted tonight for the first time in a while. And what a blessing it was to not have to flip back and forth every time there was a commercial. And anytime something was a little less entertaining than I might like, I didn't have to flip to something else just to make sure I was on top of two programs to cover tonight. But I got to tell you, I'm ready for tonight's show. My hobby is covering wrestling. On a radio show that's absolutely free of charge, I've got my case of Mountain Dew, I got a carton of cigarettes, I am ready to talk wrestling here tonight.
2: Sounds good. That's what us rednecks like to do. We like to talk that wrestling.
3: We like to drink Mountain Dew, smoke and chew, and uh, talk wrestling. Yes.
2: Absolutely. So, so what's been going on with you lately, Trey Dog? Uh, you've you've had a crazy week.
3: I uh. Went and got my certification so I could become a high school sports official and uh, passed all my tests, which I hoped I would. I'd been certified once before. Uh, not a whole lot has really changed in the game of baseball. <laughs> um, so, But what was tough was learning softball rules. Softball rules are really different than the game of baseball. And I wasn't aware of some of the softball rules. I'm aware of them now. Um, but now I'm doing, at this point in the year, I'm doing a high school and, uh, league softball and baseball umpiring, making great money for what little bit of time you're out there actually working. So, uh, doing that and, uh, kind of just sitting back and, uh, enjoying life, man. Very cool. Watching wrestling. Watching wrestling on a Monday night. <laughs>
2: I feel like I should be watching some NASCAR, man. I don't know.
3: Uh, I actually uh, did a family day on the Sunday and missed any NASCAR, so, you know, normally I would have watched, but not this Sunday.
2: I see. No, I mean, you know what, so, o- overall, uh, like I said, it, it's been a unique week.
3: It has been a unique week.
2: And I think we should uh, probably just dive right into uh, Monday Night Raw, so let me cue up this music and we'll bring on our official Raw recapper. Woo-hoo. Exactly. Guys, welcome to the program. The one, the only Josh Pedra, the official RAW recapper, right here on Wrestling News Live. Josh, are you with us? I don't think Josh is with us. Trey, are you still with me?
3: I'm still with us, man. What happened to JP? I
4: want to hear what happened on RAW.
2: No shit. I think he's calling
4: back to Skype. That's what happened.
2: You jobbed a Skype. What the hell happened?
4: (laughs) I have no idea. I just heard. Welcome to the program. I went to say something, and boom, call dropped.
2: Holy shit.
4: It happens. It happens in the big world of wrestling radio.
2: Well, at any rate, Josh, welcome, man. Glad to have you aboard tonight.
4: Oh, thank you. Glad to be here in one piece. Welcome back
3: to uh, you know week number two of recapping Raw for us here on Wrestling News Live, Mr. JP. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing quite fine. How about yourself?
3: Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Actually, I was talking before you joined us about a little bit about how refreshing it was tonight for a change to not have to flip channels between Raw and Impact and to be able to catch just Monday Night Raw. And, you know, I, I don't know if tonight's show was a great show. I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle right now. But I tell you one thing, I am relieved of, of a resignation. <laughs> I'm also relieved that you know, they only let Flavor Flav have, like, two segments on the entire show. <laughs> yeah, boy! You talk about worthless. I mean, absolutely worthless. I mean, what did Flavor Flav do WWE-wise?
4: He didn't do he much. Out, he basically, for about uh, maybe 75% of the time he was on television, he was putting over his new show.
3: yeah. And, I mean, I understand that the WWE has got this new reach-out program to the countries of the world to bring them out. But I mean, I almost threw up during the meat, the Meatloaf segment. I mean, come on! You, you oh, trying to God. tell me that a guy like Meatloaf is a big Randy Orton fan? Give me a break! If I was Randy Orton, I'd RKO'd him just for saying that shit. In public?
4: <laughs> oh, most definitely. That, that actually caught me off um, off guard, believe it or not. I mean, I mean, Randy Orton opened the show and he starts talking about Edge and basically Rated RKO and how it's not going to come back together. Then the last thing you would expect is Meatloaf walking down the ramp. The last thing
3: you'd expect to hear cutting Randy Orton off is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And I, I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's not Flavor Flav. <laughs> okay, exactly why is he out here? You know? And then it's just like, you know, he was okay when Foley did it. When Foley would show up once in a while with a new book, and he'd come out and go, right here in Pittsburgh! And the crowd would go nuts, and he'd give that stupid look on his face. And he'd hold up his book or his new DVD or whatever, and shill it to the fans, and that was okay because you know he blood, he sweat, you know he he worked his ass off, and you know was it was a great WWE superstar in his day. He earned the right to come back and be stupid. But these celebrities, they're just eating up time off the show, and they're absolutely worthless.
5: Yeah. I mean, but, come
3: on. I mean, you had meatloaf and Flavor flavor tonight that didn't do shit for the program.
4: Well, meatloaf you know, made and me laugh because when Randy Orton did finally give him the RKO, and uh, I have to thank CJ for this because we were talking during the show, one thing popped into my head, and that was his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah.
3: Bitch titties. He had bitch titties. I don't know. I just I'm sick of the Koslov fucking uh Koslov Santino Regal thing. I'm sick of it being Santino all the time getting you know the if I'm Santino and I just got pinned by Daniel Bryan, my ass would have been in a car on the way to my hotel. Exactly. I wouldn't have come I wouldn't have come back to the arena to do a segment with Flavor Flav. But then again, That's just me, and we all know how I feel about the guest host, and we all know how I feel about these stupid celebrity crossovers. So with that being said, Mr. Pedra, by all means, give us your raw report this evening.
4: Well, we already talked about the uh, the RKO, the meatloaf, and then uh, I'm not really the biggest Edge fan out there, but I was actually glad when he came out because for the first time in a long time, I said, wow, Edge is actually here to save this segment. And pretty much this segment was actually very interesting. Um, basically, Vicky Guerrero came out and was announced as a new general manager of raw and saying that the guest hosts each week would no longer hold power. And uh, that I thought, well, of course we know by the end of the night that didn't last, but I thought that was going to be, you know, a nice twist because finally we can possibly see the end of these guest host things. Cause I'm just about as tired of it as you are, Trey. And, but, Needless to be seen, didn't happen. But it did help set up the main event for tonight, which was Edge and the mystery partner of his choosing against Randy Orton in a handicap match. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, the whole thing with uh, Vicky Guerrero as GM could have worked. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Vicky Guerrero, but she is a tremendous heel. She can draw a lot of great heel heat with that one phrase, excuse me. And, you know, seeing her as a GM role could have actually uh, – been a nice thing. The only thing I really didn't like, though, was the fact that they're pairing her back up with Edge, and, of course, we've seen the whole Edge-Vicky Carrero storyline before, so it's almost felt like a rehash. I don't know about you guys, right. but I just didn't want to see that again.
3: I will give I will give Vicky credit, not that she's a big wrestling news live listener, but um, I'd like to give her credit. She has actually lost a lot of weight. I mean, she's actually, I mean, she's not attractive, she's not a diva, but she has actually lost a lot of weight and she looks a whole lot better for her A's than she did when she first started with the WWE. Yeah,
4: she definitely did.
3: For what it's worth, I mean, I could care less if I ever saw her on TV again, but then again, I am going to throw her some props.
2: Well, I have to agree. I think she did a great job tonight. She does have the instant heat the minute she says,
0: Excuse me!
2: I mean, you have to love that phrase from Vicky Guerrero. Uh, at first, when she was declared the new general manager... I was like, oh, great, another reason not to watch Monday Night Raw. But, you know, thankfully that was remedied by the end of the night. I was actually happy to hear that the guest hosts will not have any power anymore, but that kind of defeats the purpose of having guest hosts, does it not?
4: Well, they said that they weren't going to have power because Vicky Guerrero was GM, but she resigned, so now the question remains, did they get power back?
2: You know what? I, to do. I'd like to just see them appoint a GM, you know, Where's Dusty Rhodes? Make Dusty Rhodes the fucking GM.
4: Oh, where's Tiffany?
2: She's wrestling on SmackDown.
4: Yeah. We can do another supplemental draft. No big deal. I don't know who they would bring in as a general
3: manager of this board other than a Shawn Michaels.
4: That could be interesting.
3: You know, I mean, I know he's wanting to spend time at home with his wife and kids. And you can still do that if you're the raw general manager and all you have to do is raw.
2: That's true. You know,
3: if if all you gotta do is show up in, at Raw one week one night a, you know a month or one night a week, then I, I think Sean can pull that off. But then again, who knows what he's gonna in his personal life right now. He's probably at home nursing his wounds and but I, when you try to think outside the box a little bit of who could be the new general manager if they were to announce one, there's really not a whole lot of options out there.
4: No, there really isn't. And uh they're kind of uh dug themselves in this rut with the uh the guest host because of exactly what you said. There's not really a lot of choices for a GM and so they're kind of relying on the guest host thing.
3: Well, it always will change. Whenever Vince McMahon gets time the guest host, he'll come back as a position of authority, I'm sure.
4: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But moving right along, um our first match of the evening though. Uh, basically, the a stipulation to it. If Jericho wins, he basically, him and the Miz get a tag title shot at Over the Limit. And of course, it was Jericho taking on DH Smith. And quick little back and forth match where we saw Smith use the uh, sharpshooter on Jericho. Basically, he gets out of it, distracts the ref, uh, basically averts his uh, vision away, then hits the code breaker on DH Smith, and pretty much ends the match. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, Jiz is coming for the Hearts. Over the Limit.
2: Insert dirty here joke there.
4: the and odyssey. Look out. That's right.
2: Clean up on all four. Okay. Jesus is here.
4: And Justin Timberlake will be the one cleaning it up. Probably. Then we move on to uh, Flavor Flav's first segment of the night. Puts over his new show. Comes out with our truth um, Nothing really big there. Um, basically sets up the match, which kind of caught me off guard because they're in the ring doing a promo. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see William Regal sneaking into the ring. I'm like, oh, great. Regal gets the jobber intro. And um, basically, Regal and R-Truth happen for about the length of a cup of coffee when the colognes come in, hit the backstabber, and Fever Flav sits at commentary and wants to help out. But Michael Cole holds him back, and we see Ted DiBiase now at the top of the ramp, reaches into his uh, jacket, pulls out a couple of envelopes of money, and pays off the colognes. So this is, in my opinion, the beginning of the uh, the Fortunate Son storyline. Whether or not the Colognes will be a part of it remains to be seen, but this might be the beginning of it right here.
2: Well, you know, it's funny. The best part of that segment was when Flavor Flav said, you know, if I weighed about four more pounds, I'd get in there and help him out. But, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to stay put while they're beating up my boy, basically. Uh, worst part of that was when he came out with Our truth and they were both rapping. Yeah,
3: boy! If I, if I if I weighed about four more pounds, I'd weigh
2: 16 pounds.
3: If I would weighed 10 more pounds, he wouldn't weigh 120.
2: I'm disappointed. I, when I heard that Flavor Flav was going to be the guest host tonight, I was seriously wanting to see Brigitte Nielsen. I mean, where was Brigitte? You can't do this without Brigitte. Mr. all of No shit. Bigger than most of wrestlers. Don't pick on Mister Fufi.
4: course, Flavor Flay looks like he could job to a gust of wind.
2: <laughs> and he wasn't wearing the Viking hat. What's up with that?
4: I think Flavor Flay rented his jacket from
3: a costume store too. Well, he still had put tags on his it, right show, so
4: maybe he was trying to make a statement.
3: I don't know. I don't know. This is the part of me that goes, why do I still watch wrestling?
4: What caught me off guard, though, is when they uh, came back from commercial, I saw the empty arena. I thought people saw Flavor Flavin headed for the hills. But it was basically, <laughs> basically yeah. a, a pre-taped segue between Maurice and her trainer. And, uh, yeah, as we all know, Maurice beat up the trainer, and we're back to a live crowd. They didn't go anywhere. And uh, basically, they have a backstage interview with uh, Josh Matthews and Randy Orton, basically saying that he wants Vicky at ringside. Uh, then we get a, in my opinion, um, a very interesting ad for Buzz Aldrin, because he's talking about bringing the WWE back to the moon, and all of a sudden, we get Kool-Aid smack right in the back of the, t- uh, the chair. Aldrin goes down. And of course, that sets up the, uh, the commercial-free Monday Night Raw next week, with Buzz Aldrin as your guest host, with or without power.
2: Okay, wait wait. So, we have a commercial free Raw next week, and we have an astronaut that's like 90 years old as the guest host.
3: Yes, we do. He's going to bring lots of tang with him. Lots of tang, lots of tang.
2: Uh, This is the (laughs) tang. (laughs) I wanted to be an astronaut ever since I was a little boy back in Italy, and now
1: I have the tang right in front of me.
2: (laughs) It is the greatest thing in all of the world. All the time,
4: and what's scary? We might actually see that. Probably, actually, no. I know we're going to see that. Yeah, you know, you'll
3: see something.
2: Wow, why am I not excited for this RAW next week?
3: <laughs> <laughs> this whole guest host thing just sucks the life out of it to me. It just makes it, it. It makes it feel like I said this many, 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 many months ago. It makes a wrestling show that's supposed to have some kind of importance as you gear towards the pay-per-view, seem like nothing more than a little three-ring circus. You know, it makes it all seem well, I mean, it, I hate to say it, but it makes it seem fake. <laughs> you know, I mean, we know it's fake, but I mean, the guest host part of the shit just makes it seem like a big Hollywood production and not wrestling. I don't know. I I'd be wanting on a bitch about it for the next two hours. It wouldn't do me good. So,
4: moving right along. Well, speaking of three ring circuses, that's actually what the next match was. It was uh, basically two members of the new the the, uh, the new job squad, uh, Zach Ryder and Evan Bourne, going against each other. And uh, Zach Ryder has Alicia Fox and Gail Kim at ringside again, and basically he's wanting to impress them again. But lo and behold, Evan Bourne goes up to the top for the Shooting Star Press. It looks like Alicia Fox wanted to help uh, Zack Ryder get the win, but Gail Kim would have none of that. Shrugs it off. Evan Bourne hits the shooting star press onto the shoulder of Zack Ryder, which looked like a pretty nasty hit. And then gets the one, two, three, and Evan Bourne walks off with Gail Kim, much like Mark Henry did last week. What is this you uh, know, the purpose for? I don't know.
3: Zack Ryder to me, not Zack Ryder, but uh, Evan Bourne. You know, they compare this... A lot of this wrestling that we watch to, like, superheroes and stuff like that. Evan Bourne is that little superhero that's on a major movie with a bunch of real superheroes, only he doesn't have a whole lot of power. He's just got enough power to fly around and annoy the shit out of you. To me, that's what he reminds me of. Like, in a world where you'd have the X-Men, he would be the Gnat. You know, just kind of flying around, getting in people's business, starting shit, and then just having no power to back anything up. Kind of like Jubilee from the X-Men.
4: Or Batman Well from the Tick.
3: You know, I always wonder, what the fuck is Jubilee? What the hell is Jubilee ever doing in the X-Men? You know, kind of like I wonder, you know, if, if he were a superhero, why? But that's what he reminds me of. I don't know why. He just does. His whole entrance... His whole everything—he reminds me of a little superhero.
2: He just needs not to a cape. big
3: superhero, but a little superhero.
2: He just needs a cape and an outfit, right? Yeah,
3: that'd be
2: it. I mean, he's already got some wicked-ass kick pads.
3: Yeah, I mean, like they could have really done something with him and the Hurricane as a duo.
2: You know, I like Evan Bourne, but damn, did he ever botch that Shooting Star press tonight? Like he killed Zack Ryder with that.
3: Well, that and he killed himself. Because we all know that he no. may walked out with the young Kim, but he wasn't going backstage to do anything with her.
2: No, not after that. I mean, he com- uh, that landing was horrid. He completely crushed so, the I, life uh, out of him.
3: I uh, I don't know what the the goal is with those with Zach Ryder and, and the push that he's getting with the woo 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 impressing the chicks. We'll see, but. Just another thing I could do without on a show that was really not that bad. I mean, it was entertaining. It it it, it was entertaining. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, you know. But it was entertaining, well, I guess.
2: You know, if I could interject for a second, when you look back at what Zack Ryder accomplished last year, he was one of the main superstars on the ECW brand that people paid attention to and watched. And to see him now basically just doing the job on Monday Night Raw... And not really getting a push is kind of sad. This is a kid that I think would do much better on SmackDown, and could you know have a decent run at maybe a mid-card title, you know maybe your Intercontinental Championship or or you know something to that level, or even be a a low-level jobber there. But I think that he would be better suited, you know, on the SmackDown brand. It's just kind of sad to see that you know he had so much promise in 2009, and here we are, 2010, and Zack Ryder is probably the biggest jobber in the company.
3: He's that piece of paper that gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, that's that's what he gets for being on the A show, the bigger show with all the talent. You know, he's going to get a small little segment when he gets it and you know, what he'll just have to take what he gets and if he's jobbing on that segment, then he's just jobbing on that segment. You know, I agree. I think that he's one of those guys that you can put over on Smackdown. And he might actually flourish a little bit. Because the show could use a guy like Zack Ryder. They don't have a whole lot of talent over there as it is. And to my knowledge, that's what that SmackDown brand is being used for right now is to grow talent. You know, but you talk about Zack Ryder being in a bad position. It gets worse for a couple people coming up later on on Raw. And we'll discuss that when we get
2: to it. Josh, moving on.
4: All right, Um, next up we have a uh, segment with John Cena basically talking about the duct tape incident from the match he had with Batista, saying that a lot of people criticized him and called him a coward for it. And he basically said that he's ready to choose the stipulation for the match, and before he does, he vows that if Batista beats him for the WWE title this time around, he is going to forfeit his rematch clause as a result of it. And the match he finally chooses... Is an I Quit match, and of course Sheamus comes out after uh, basically John Cena um, calls him out, and then he says he wants to finish this right here, right now. And of course Sheamus comes out of the ring, and out from the crowd comes Batista. Basically, comes a two-on-one beatdown, and of course we get another appearance by kool Aid. Mark Henry comes right down and uh, basically gives the highlight of the night, in my opinion. He headbutts Batista, and Batista does the biggest oversell, in my opinion, on that headbutt. But needless less, he comes in, cleans house, and it basically sets up um, a match with Batista and Mark Henry later in the evening. But Mark Henry is your savior for this segment.
2: You know, uh, Mike Cicilliano in the chat wants us to discuss the duct tape thing a little bit. Uh, they They covered that a little bit on the Pro Wrestling Rewind this past Saturday night. And believe it or not believe it or not. I agree (laughs) with the power Andy Knowles on the fact that I hated the duct tape. I hated that they used it. I mean, sure, it was kind of an innovative finish, but it totally defies the rules of a last man standing or, yeah, last man standing match. I just completely did not like that segment. I know that uh, I think Mike was pretty much in favor of it. Andy was pretty, uh, pretty dead set against it, and Unfortunately, I have to agree with Andy on this one.
3: Well, I'm not a big fan of the inanimate object, but I'm kind of on the fence either way. It's not going to make or break my day because of it, but it was funny to hear how Cena addressed it tonight by saying that, you know, other superstars and the feedback that he's gotten from, you know, people around the world, you know, Basically, wrestling radio, I would imagine, uh, when he, the way he was talking. Um, we're all down on it. You know, we're all negative. And he said, I thought it was just a creative way to end the match. But with that being said, you know, we're going to up the stakes, up the ante, and we're going to have a real knockdown, down drag-out brawl next time. It'll be worth your money. That's kind of the way he was putting it.
2: And you know what the funny thing is about this? Uh, initially, going in... The rumor was that they were going to turn this into a, uh, loser leaves WWE or loser leaves Raw, basically, setting up for Batista's exit. And I think they decided to change it at the last minute because this weekend, there is a TNA sacrifice pay per view, uh, between, uh, what is it, Madison, Madison Rain and, uh, who is she taking on? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, in this match, it's like, uh, a title versus career. It's Tara. Tara and Madison Rain and it's basically title for career. So it's looking like Tara's probably going to be leaving the company because of all the crap that went down recently, and uh Madison is going to keep the title. So when WWE got wind of this, they decided, since this pay-per-view is going to air before theirs, they kind of decided to kind of go a different direction, and that's why we now have a, uh what is it, I Quit match?
3: Yeah, an I Quit match. I, quit. I think it's the best way to end the feud between the two of them is an I Quit match because, you know, you can't say shit about losing the next day if you're the one that says, I quit.
2: That's true, unless unless they pull the old, uh, you know, taped I quit thing, you know, via that, what they did back in 99 uh, with The Rock <laughs> and, and Mankind, which was great.
3: Yeah, I don't see them pulling that one back out. But I am upset about the fact that TNA is losing Tara. I think that's a bullshit deal, but... We'll save that for later.
4: Indeed. Um, next match we had up was basically uh, Tyson Kidd against The Miz. And basically the stipulation was if Tyson Kidd won, then The Miz would defend the U.S. title against a heart member of his choosing. And, of course, Tyson Kidd rolls up The Miz in about 30 seconds. I mean, the match was a complete squash. And uh, The Miz basically says he's not going to defend it against Tyson Kidd. He won't do it against D.H. Smith, even taunts Natalya a little bit, but he ends up picking Bret Hart. So next week on Monday Night Raw, we have The Miz defending the United States title against Bret Hart.
2: You know what? And there was was a time when he was standing there in the ring talking about who he wanted to face and who he was going to face, and some jackass out of the fucking crowd yells out, Challenge Owen. And The Miz just kind of stops for a second, and you could tell it kind of bothered him. And then he kind of continued on. I just wanted to slap the shit out of whoever said that.
4: Yeah, I heard that too. Well, actually, I honestly did not catch that.
2: Yeah, go back and watch it. Somebody literally says, Owen!
4: Wow. That's all I really got to say about this is, wow. But, basically, up next, uh, Josh Matthews interviews Batista over his last man standing match in a backstage segment. Then we get a four-on-eight match involving John Morrison, Yoshitatsu, Goldust, and Santino Morella against all the NXT rookies. And in the end, basically, this is where Bryan Danielson, or Daniel Bryan, wins via small package on Santino. And, of course, Michael Cole can't believe it. Uh, Daniel Bryan finally wins his first match in the WWE. And after that, Like Trey said, if I just lost to Daniel Bryan, I would have just gone home back to my hotel room. But we get a segment with Flavor Flay putting over uh, his show again with the Bellas. And then Kozlov, Santino want to be a tag team. Regal comes in and then honestly cuts probably one of the most funniest promos I've seen. And probably the promo of the week where he actually just raps. That, I will say, was hilarious.
2: I wish I had audio from the Regal rap because that was pure gold.
3: Oh, I'm sure you'll be able to get it off the internet. One of them, one of us will get it this week. Because I want it. <laughs> I want it, too. Yeah,
4: it's probably on YouTube right now, <laughs> knowing the way the internet but,
3: works. But, you know, to, to, to back up a bit, um, you know, I said earlier that there was somebody who was, you know, doing a worse job, at, you know, jobbing on, on the show than, than you know, uh, Zack Ryder. What the hell happened... To to John Morrison to be put in a match like that with those jabberones. I mean, what the hell does he? Does he get busted? You know, checking out Luna naked or what? I mean, damn! What do you have to do to get stuck in a match with those guys?
2: You know, I was thinking the same thing. I, you know, and they tried to play it off like, oh, John Morrison's made such a big impact since coming to Raw. You know, and trying to salvage it. But I really had a problem with them drafting both him and Truth. I really don't want to see those two as a tag team. And right, I don't either. thank God he didn't come out to save Truth tonight, because had he, I would have thought, oh, great, here we go with a fucking feud between him and the Colons.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, I like Morrison, and I think he's got a lot of potential, but for some reason, WWE is not pushing him like they should. Now, granted, he's on the big show now, but being on a big show and teaming with Gold Dust and Santino doesn't do you any favors, you know. I'd rather be on the SmackDown side of things, feuding for the World Heavyweight Championship, than I would be on Raw, teaming with Gold Dust and Santino. True. So that's just my two cents.
4: That's about as much as the next match was it worth. Um, which was Batista and Mark Henry. Uh they cut to commercial, and Batista's sitting in the middle so of the ring with a steel chair. They, no, it wasn't. I mean, as soon as Mark Henry hit the ring, Batista uses the chair. It's thrown out. But the one thing here that shocked me to hell was Batista used the rings of Saturn. I could not yeah. believe it. Yeah, it
3: made Mark Henry pass out.
2: The rings of Batista.
4: Not to admit, I mean... Would uh, you,
3: I'm cool with him using. I'm cool with him using that move. I don't. Care. It's
4: horrible, but I thought he applied it pretty well.
3: I thought it looked great. As a matter of fact, I'm more comfortable with him using that move than I ever was. If Shawn Michaels using a crossface.
4: Well, who yeah, hasn't well, used I the mean, crossface? I a Yeah, that too.
3: But the Batista Mark Henry was, thing was just a squash. It was just an assassination.
4: Pretty much. I mean, walking. In the like room, I would be surprised.
3: I'm a thing or something trying to play up that he's been injured.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's that's, that's what's good. going to happen. Absolutely.
3: So that brings us to our main event of the evening.
4: Yep, Orton versus Edge and his mystery partner. Which, you know, I could have sworn it would have been Drew McIntyre with the fact that they did a segment earlier or a promo earlier, hyping the Intercontinental title tournament and showing Drew McIntyre getting fired. I could have sworn that he would have been the mystery partner, but it ended up being Ted DiBiase Jr., which I guess is a push for him, putting him in the main event of Raw. And uh, basically the match goes back and forth. Orton basically has control, um, goes for the RKO on Ted, but he blocks it. Our truth comes down and distracts DiBiase to help further their storyline Orton hits the RKO, and it's pretty much over from there. Uh, match was pretty quick, but what happened after the match was basically the gold. Um, during the match, Edge got knocked off the ring apron and into the announce table, so he's laying there unconscious, quote-unquote, and Orton just drops down and looks at Vicky, and she's screaming on the microphone for Edge to get up, Edge get up. Randy just hits the, uh, the ringside area, creeps ever so closely to over to her, hits the RKO on edge. When he finally stands up, and she just screams, I resign. And that is the end of the Vicky Guerrero GM era on Monday Night Raw.
2: Hell yes.
4: Thank God.
2: I couldn't have been Thank more happier. God. Without.
3: I know she was over there with the microphone at one point going, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Randy, you're... you're I resign, I resign, I resign. I was like, oh, thank God. I, I I truly expected, though, at first, the way Randy was was stalking around that corner of the ring, by the time he got into a clear shot, he had to a clear shot that uh, Edge was going to spear him before he could get to Vicky. But thank God it turned out the way it did.
4: I thought the same exact thing, too. But lo and behold, he takes an RKO and Vicky runs into Sunset.
3: So, all in all, grades on Raw, gentlemen?
4: Well, this week, um, it seemed that there was a lot of filler matches and not really that much storyline development like we got last week. A lot of the matches were very, very fast. Um, either they didn't even start or they lasted about 30 seconds. And while there were some comedy high spots and some good entertainment, unfortunately, I had to, to give this a lower grade than last week. I have to give this Raw a C.
3: That's exactly what I give it, is a C right across the board, just because there was a little bit of pay-per-view, you know, push, but there was a lot of comedy, so, wow, that, that's over already, type shit, so, all in all, I was entertained, if I'd have paid for tonight's show, I'd have buyer's remorse, but since it was free, I can't really bitch, so I ahead and give it a C.
2: You know what, guys, I didn't like the, the fact that Flavor Flav was the guest host, I wasn't a big fan of seeing, uh, Meatloaf start the program off. All in all, though, I thought it was a fairly decent Raw. I'm gonna have to go with a B. A B minus, but a B. Okay. I'll be the optimist That's here. Good. I, I, you know what? I, I just, I, it was a decent show. I wouldn't say it was horrid, but, uh, it definitely could be better. I, really, we gotta take a step back and, re-evaluate this whole guest host thing. There was an article that came out uh, just recently where they had different celebrity hosts from Raw's past come out and say that they really enjoyed hosting Raw and it's garnering positive attention, basically. So I don't think this is going to end anytime soon, unfortunately, but it needs to.
3: No, it's not going to end. As long as the celebrities keep saying yes and they have a forum to come in front of that many people and plug their shit and, you know, get free advertisement. It's not going to end until Vince decides, all right, here's a good storyline and a way to bring me back to TV. I'm ready to come back to TV, so I'm ready to go back to Raw on a full-time basis as the authority figure. Um, until that time comes or until something happens and there's a clear-cut make-sense general manager, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, I don't know that they're paying these people. I would imagine it's just, hey, you want to come on our show and promote your stuff for free? Here's what we've got to offer you, and here's how many people will see your free advertisement. As long as they're doing that, the celebrities are going to continue to say, sure, why not? I don't exactly know what Buzz Aldrin has to promote, but
2: just Tang. We'll see, I guess. He owns stock in it, I think.
3: <laughs> Come watch me uh, with the WWE Tang. <laughs> well,
4: it was Alderman Mark Henry, Tang and Kool-Aid. There you go. There you go, Tang and Kool-Aid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's going to be absolutely great.
3: Uh, well, Josh, thanks for the uh, recap, buddy. We appreciate
2: it. Hey, Josh, Before problem, before we let you go, is there anything you want to plug?
4: for free um well i'll plug uh from headlocks headlines.com the official news source of sunday night showdown.com where you can find my column every tuesday the wrestling den and of course this friday you can catch me as one of the co-hosts of the headlocks lounge right here on sunday night showdown.com
2: very cool buddy all right josh we'll talk to you later on man
4: all right have a good night fellas
2: all right so that was uh josh pedra our official raw recapper right here on wrestling news live you know what trey i think it's time we hit that first break of the night what do you think
3: I say we take a break, and then we come back and uh, see what the hell we can do after that.
2: Take some phone calls, talk some news, you know, stuff like that.
3: Take some phone calls, we can do that. let get your phone calls ready.
2: All right, with that said, guys, we'll be right back with uh, more Wrestling News Live right here, SundayNightShowdown.com. This is Mr.
1: I Thug Production, CJ Bowman of the Headlocks Lounge, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live with the trade dog and Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, only on SundayNightShowdown.com. The Authentic Wear Label on the shirt. Sold only at www.shop.com and at all WWE live events. What sacrifice would you be willing to make? I will sacrifice my career. My blood. My blood. My My future. My future. My future. Future. My reputation.
0: My reputation.
1: My heart. My legacy. Legacy. My pride. My honor. My honor. honor. a Wrestling presents Sacrifice, live Sunday, May 16th.
2: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out wwwfromheadlocks to headlinescom It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's Triple W Dots from the head...
0: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud
2: to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair.
3: Woo!
0: Here, you gotta beat Ric Flair! Rick, are you wearing that robe again in here? Woo! I told you, no one wears it in here but me! Woo! 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 Rick, the dishes are done! Get the dishes done, Rick! To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, Woo! Right here! I'm the man!
1: Or I'll show you who's the man!
0: I'll kiss your boots if you can do it! Woo! That's it, pretty boy. It's on now. We got a 22 deuce. That's a domestic disturbance on our 7 dollar stream.
3: This has been a day in the life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live.
1: Hey guys, Maverick here, the official voice of Rival Forge Wrestling. And you're listening to the innovator of wrestling radio that's made for the fans by the fans. Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS Radio Network, the island of Misfit Radio.
2: All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live. It's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, and, of course, uh, the host of Wrestling News Live, the Trey Dog. What's going on, Woo. Trey?
3: Woo! Mr. Mountain Dew and
2: stuff. Mr. Mountain Dew.
3: I'm all jacked up on Mountain
2: Dew! Yeah. You been listening to your Gretchen Wilson albums again, now you there, Trey Dog? No, not today. Not today. I'm Gretchen free. <laughs> Gretchen Free nice
3: so was that uh, was that Maverick on that last promo
2: that was Maverick yeah
3: did he say the A-list of online wrestling shows I think he did that's a good slogan I like that
2: and Maverick's got some talent I tell you. it's a little different tonight uh, obviously you're not in the chat and can't see what's wrestling going on fly
3: with your clothes on uh
2: yeah no, okay. actually, uh, tonight I'm doing something new with the UStream player. I actually have several photos that just kind of go on a continuous loop. So it's interesting tonight. There's been a lot of interesting comments towards some of the photos. Of course, you know I've got the uh, the DXWNL photo that you put up, and just some random right. pictures of me and some random logos. So uh, so far so good. It's working pretty well.
3: Well, cool, cool, cool. I like that. Just I cannot wait it will probably be within the next two or three weeks, hopefully, I will have my new place and uh, my new Internet connection, and I'll be back full time.
2: Very cool. That's good news.
3: Because I know that we've got more public service announcements brought to you by Wrestling News Live, kind of like the day in the life of Ric Flair. We've got more of those to come. I've already got two of them wrapped up and in the can. We just haven't played them yet. And then we've got some new segments to debut on the show as well. So all in good time.
2: No, absolutely. I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of the new stuff that we're going to be debuting right here on Wrestling News Live. Um, We did mention earlier, though, we would be taking calls after the break. I actually have someone on the line right now.
5: It's none other than your English connection chris Kellylly Headlooks headline's news editor. how are you boys doing this fine morning?
3: uh this fine evening we're doing all right. How about yourself
5: um I'm quite relaxed, quite chilled out um i know I know you weren't a bit high on war, but it wasn't it was about as a d I would give it a, a B. um who the hell was the host, host of war because I don't know who who he was.
2: You don't know who Flavor Flav is? No. Are you shitting me? I have wow. no idea. I mean, William Regal's English, oh, wow. and even he knows who fucking Flavor Flav
5: is. That's because we actually lived in America. Okay, how old are well, you, Crowley? Well, you also got to
3: figure in. You also got, Curly, How old are you?
5: I'm nineteen. That's um,
3: well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 34, about to be 35, and Public Enemy was a Bigger deal in the 80s, I guess, than the 90s, wouldn't you
2: I would. I mean, their biggest hit would have to be,
3: Get up, get, get, get down. 911 was a joke in your town. Yeah, boy! I don't know what song it is, but my buddy Aaron Sweeney, who was 16 when I was 15, he would always pick me up in his Dodge Dakota and take me to school before I had my license. He listened to Public Mm -hmm. Enemy all the time. And he had one song where Flavor Flav would come on and go, "Don't sentence me, judge! I ain't done nothing to nobody." And I don't know what song it was, but I always liked it. Hmm.
5: But I have, I have kind of, I have always thought that, the, that these guests are at the American audience because this whole guest isn't aimed at the whole like the the whole wide universe, if you will. And that's why, like, the ratings over here haven't really increased much. Hell, they've actually gone down a bit, and now they're lower, they're lower than Canadian uh, than ratings. So, did what you know was Meatloaf pretty... was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course it. did. Okay.
2: Well, how the fuck do you know who Meatloaf is if you don't know who Flavor Flav is? Do you ever watch that's VH1? Like. Holy shit, I mean, uh, he had a, a big run with Flavor of Love. How many seasons did he have that? That was basically a show where he got to hook up with contestants. He's getting paid. Oh, uh, he was people. on the
3: VH one celebrity reality thing where it was a bunch of celebrities and stuck in one house.
5: Yeah. Mm. But like did I am I'm i kind of hoping that they do just like get rid of like or, like keep the guest host but don't give them power, like like they, like they kind of hinted to do that today. Because hell, I would I would prefer to to see him bring back fucking Moppy. We we fucking saw the 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 Rings of Saturn. Just just think about Moppy. Make Moppy GM of War.
3: I just wanted to get rid of a whole GM thing to begin with.
5: Yeah, but like like, like I said, who is there that that I could possibly bring back as a full-time GM that would be that that I would know? <laughs> Bit off in TNA. Steffy Mound's pregnant. You could go push on Michaels. But does he? He he wants to spend a kid, or t- time with his kids. So there's no credible people that they can actually put in that role.
3: Well, I mean, you're right. We, we we talked about that earlier. I I can't think of it off the top of my head unless WWE said, okay, let's just try this one more time and brought in Paul
5: Heyman. And I don't see
3: that happening.
5: I was thinking about Jr. Because Jr. You
3: know, would be perfect, but. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know how his relationship is with the company right now. I know his contract expired, but he still says he's a member of the team, whether or not he's got a contract or not.
5: Hmm. Well, he had no contract, but he but he does work as a scout. Well, he's
2: still doing he's still doing the payroll stuff too. I mean, he did that when he took his uh, when he when he basically dropped the position and gave it to John Laurinaitis, and basically just did payroll operations for the WWE. And I think he's still doing that, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, his talent contract is done. But I mean, technically, as of right now, he is still an employee with the WWE to some degree. Now he talks about wanting to maybe get back into uh sports casting or even back into play-by-play for TNA. I really don't. I think if anything, he's going to go back to doing sports broadcasting.
3: I don't know about that. I. I think the longer he sets it home and the more complacent he gets, I think he's gonna realize real quick what a lot of these guys are gonna see and that T and A may not be the golden grail, but it's at least one day a week. And I think I think I just I don't know, maybe call it a feeling I guess. I don't know. I know that if I left Wrestling News Live and set it home for six months to a year. I would start getting bored. I'd want to get back in the game. But, you know, I could see Jim Ross Ross finally saying, you know what, screw it. I've been everywhere else. I might as well go to TNA and make my mark there. You know, you're already on the off They can't take that away from you.
5: Uh, according to his uh, Twitter, he tw- he he said that every day that he's been watching a lot of lot of MMA M- on on 80 uh, Net, so he might be getting into that on eighteen Net.
2: Well, now guys, it's keep keep in mind that Jim Ross has a successful franchise in his barbecue restaurants. He also has a successful partnership in a couple of steakhouses in Oklahoma City. I know that because I used to work for a restaurant delivery company that I would right. deliver. Uh, you know, equipment to different restaurants, and uh, I was pretty privy to some of that information. But here's the thing. I don't think it would matter at this point. He's obviously got a full plate with uh, with these restaurant things. Uh, you know, He stays active with his, his blog. He gets tons of emails every day of people wanting to know his status. I mean, he doesn't have to get back into the business at this point, and who's to say he will? I would love to see Jim Ross come back and do something, but... At this point in time, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see.
3: i tell you what I'd like to see him do, honestly. Yeah, that's bad for business for us, I guess. But I'd like to see him end up doing a terrestrial, maybe, internet-streamed wrestling radio show where he can comment on TNA, WWE, Ring of Honor, whatever he wants, and give us his honest opinion.
2: Now, that's an idea. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor would be someplace... That I could see Jim Ross going to. I mean, he's got a good working relationship with Cornette. I I think he could enhance that product uh, vastly if he was to go there. I I just don't think TNA is where he wants to be right now.
5: Well, Well, I
3: I, I just see it the other way around, man. I I just see, you know, if they pull off this Paul Heyman deal, they pull off this ECW faction TNA, I could see Jim Ross coming in and, an impact on the announce team, being a guy who's worked both with Taz and Mike today, you know, he can sit right down in the middle of the two of them and really run the show. And I just, I would love it. I would love to just, you know, turn on Impact one night and hear, hey, I'm Jim Ross, making my debut edition here on, you know, TNA, the storyline going to where. You know, one of them says, "Hey, we got to get somebody in there between Taz and today. They're fighting too much, you know, because of this whole ECW versus TNA thing on the announce table." And they bring in Jim Ross.
5: Mm. Well, I got one more note, and I'll jump off. Don't you? Don't you get this weird how um, how WWE kind of dropped this whole guest host guest host thing as soon as uh, TNA moved back to Thursdays? Six days after they've they, they drop it. Just just the Anyway, I'll, I'll jump off and I'll speak to you guys later on.
2: All right, Crelly, thanks for calling All in. Right,
5: man. Okay, cool. Peace.
2: All right, with Crelly gone, we actually have another call. Good,
1: good evening, gentlemen. Mike Siciliano, how you doing?
2: We're good, Mike. What's hey, Mike.
3: up? All right, I've got to talk about the debate I had last week uh, on the Rewind with... Uh,
1: with Andy, as you guys know, I missed a shot.
2: You still there, Mike? I think I think we, I think we might have lost Mike. I'm still here. Okay, well. <laughs> there must be something going on with Skype tonight.
3: Skype must have said, we don't care what you're going to say, Mike. <laughs>
2: That's some crazy stuff. No, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the Pro Wrestling Rewind, definitely check it out. It was an interesting show from start to finish this past week. Uh, a lot of interesting things went down there, so. Maybe Michael call in. I guess the phone lines are opened. If you want to give us a call at 501-588-7957. I'm sure Michael probably call back. Well, that said, guys, definitely call in. Add Skype to, uh, add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype, or again, Call 501-588-7957.
3: And you're listening to Wrestling News Live with Mr. Money on the mic, JJ, Sexay, and myself, the trade-off. I don't get to say that very
2: often. No, you don't, really. You don't. And it's funny, I, we're having these Skype issues, and uh, I actually talked to the Iron Sheik today, and I asked him what he thought about Skype, and, and this is actually what
5: he had Flip to say. his
0: back, make him humble, and do fuck his ass soup him, put him in the camel clutch, break his back, and then fuck his ass, make
3: him humble, treat him as smacked already.
2: Wow, he was really upset with Scott. Wow.
3: Goddamn, Shane. Break his back and then fuck him in the ass.
2: That's rough. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Um, you know what? Let's transition until we get some calls in here. Did you get a chance to catch uh, SmackDown this past week, Trey?
3: No, I did not. But I did read a little bit about SmackDown, so go
2: ahead. Well, here's the thing: the segment that I really want to kind of touch on would have to be the whole Drew McIntyre firing, which I kind of found hilarious, but at the same time, I found it to be utterly ridiculous. And well, you know, do tell. okay. Well, here's the thing: the show starts off. Matt Hardy goes to the ring. He's standing in the ring. He basically, they show the package of what happened between him and Drew McIntyre. Matt Hardy
3: will not die.
2: Exactly. Matt Hardy will not die. He basically says that, you know, if Drew McIntyre wants him to leave, then Drew McIntyre can take him out. So he calls Drew McIntyre out. McIntyre comes out and uh, he says, you don't learn. He, Hardy, you don't learn. I told you I didn't want to see you no more. And just goes into this whole diatribe. And uh, Hardy says, well, why don't you come take me out of the ring? Why don't you come get rid of me? So, of course, McIntyre, you know, starts taking his jacket off, walks down to the ring, gets in the ring, and Hardy's all over him. And Hardy puts up a pretty good fight to start off with. And then McIntyre gains the advantage and beats the living shit out of Matt Hardy. So then right. Teddy Long comes out. They've got all these referees and agents like Mike Rotunda and Ricky Steamboat coming out to break up this thing. And get uh, McIntyre off of Hardy. Well, the first time he says he says get off of him, Drew, and he doesn't. So he basically says he's suspended. Then it continues. He's beating the shit out of Hardy some more, and then he says, "Okay, you're stripped of the Intercontinental Championship." So it continues some more. Drew doesn't seem to care about all this. He then says, "You're fired." And, of course, Drew gets in his face and says, I, you know, I'm the chosen one. You can't do anything to me. You know, Vince McMahon hired me. This is not going to stand. And so they escort him out of the building. And that's pretty much the end of Drew McIntyre. Now, to further the storyline, WWE.com has, has taken his bio off the SmackDown roster. So they're really playing up into this. And uh, yeah. Real Blackheart has sent me a message and says that uh, this is going to be the way that they fire Teddy Long since he's on probation. Uh, And Vince, Vince, of course, will be upset for him firing the Chosen One, which is one storyline that they're probably going to go with. Uh, It's interesting because now we have this. They set up a four-man tournament on on SmackDown last week for the Intercontinental Championship. The finals, of course, will be this week. And the finals are pitting Kofi Kingston against Christian. The winner is going to be the Intercontinental Champion. So now here's the weird thing about this. When you look at the brackets of the four guys that were involved in this tournament, you had Cody Rhodes going up against Christian, and you had Dolph Ziggler going up against Kofi Kingston. This would have been a good time to elevate Dolph Ziggler. This would have been a good time to elevate Cody Rhodes. Cause you Yeah, know but what?
3: at the expense of Christian, that wouldn't have been very good.
2: Yeah, but I think we're both in agreement Christian is going to win the Intercontinental title. And what does that do for Christian? Unless they put him in some kind of feud with Drew McIntyre and help, you know, build Drew up to a to a more credible cuz a lot of people are still down on him. I've seen, you know, subtle things. I think he's gotten better. I don't think he's, you know, the greatest guy on the roster, but I have seen improvement in his work and I think that he's going to be a star for this company. But here's the thing. I mean, putting him in there with with Christian would elevate his game. Christian could probably have a decent feud with him. But at the same time, uh, do we really want to see Christian as the Intercontinental Champion? I would much rather see Christian going after a World Heavyweight Championship, which right now Big Show is is going after that with Jack Swagger.
3: Well, and then the, let's—I mean, I don't want to—I don't want to break it out of that chicken pen. But let's say, what does that mean for Matt Hardy? He's the one feud with with McIntyre. Do you think they're going to stop feuding when they bring McIntyre back and fire Kenny Long?
2: You see, that's just it. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him.
3: I think if it were me, if it were me, I'd have Vince show up at the top of the hour on SmackDown and say, you know, as of blah, 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 date and time, Kenny Long has been relieved of his services as general manager, what sucks is they used Vicky the way they did. I don't think they could just promote Vicky on SmackDown. But either here or there, I can see Christian sitting backstage and Matt Hardy sitting backstage and watching the monitor, Kofi, Christian, all of them sitting back there watching the monitor, watching Vince do his spiel. And then I can see Vince saying, with that being seen, Drew McIntyre, you know, and he is not, he is not, he he is stripped of the Intercontinental title, but I am going to reinstate him to the SmackDown roster. And he's going to have to fight his way back up. You know, and I can see at that point maybe Christian turning to Matt Hardy and saying, hey, man, I don't really want the Intercontinental title. I'm more interested in the title that Jack Swagger has. You know, or something like that. That way, him and, and and uh, you know, Kofi and and McIntyre can still kind of have some kind of deal going on. I don't know, it just seems really weird to put it on Christian, because, I mean, that's, you know, I can see Christian really making fun of Drew and, you know, him getting frustrated and getting more serious. It'll be interesting, at least it's something interesting on a brand that's really lacking superstar power, it'll be interesting to see what this feud can do for SmackDown.
2: No, I would agree with that. Uh, I think we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? Okay, apparently my Skype is completely fucked up tonight because uh, this is this is strange.
3: Wow, this is not good. Yeah,
2: this is very strange to me. But you know, huh. like I said, as far as Christian is concerned, the fact that uh, we're putting him in an intercontinental title run—I mean, that's if he wins, of course. I mean, nobody's – and I'd be okay with that. I could see Kofi, you know, holding that intercontinental title and having a a good run against guys like, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes, who I I really wanted to see win this, to be quite honest. I think of of everybody that's involved in this tournament, I think Cody Rhodes was my dark horse when I first found out that that he was in this thing, and I I really wanted to see Cody kind of step it up a bit. Well,
3: you look at the people that are involved – and the two guys that could really use this title to rub for a rub and, and to you know be somebody would be Cody Rhodes. I mean, he's the one that got butthurt the worst out of the whole Legacy thing. You know, he could use that as a as a as a way to become somebody outside of the whole Legacy Randy Orton feud. Um, Dolph Ziggler is another one, right? You know, he could use the title as well. Uh, Kofi and Christian are going to be over, regardless of whether they've got that belt or not.
2: That is true, actually.
3: Well,
2: no, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking for, and I'll, I'll probably have the spoilers tomorrow night on 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 unplugged. So, um speaking of that, I'm
3: actually kind of I'm actually kind of interested to see who uh, leaves NXT one night.
2: Yeah, tomorrow's the big night. We're going to have a, an elimination, and I, I think it's going to be Tarver, to be quite honest.
3: You do?
2: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, I think it's it's going to be Tarver.
3: Huh. I haven't followed it like you have, so I'll take your word for it.
2: Well, I mean, I think he's in last place right now, and he hasn't really done anything to uh, to warrant him staying on. Right. So... I think we might actually have Sean on the line. Sean, are... wow, this is completely fucked up. You know what? Let's take another commercial break, and then you call me back. I'm closing Skype out and reopening it because something's wrong. All right. It's not letting me answer anything, so just uh, bear with us, guys. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live right here on SundayNightShowdown.com.
1: I've been playing there already. Hey, this is Santo Loco. And you are listening to Wrestling News Live! Ha ha passing! We keep it hardcore! Like a
0: 187, keep it hardcore! LAX is the weapon, keep it hardcore! Don't count your blessings! 51, 58, don't Put my flag over
1: big Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault! TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. Hey everybody, this is Ted B, B. the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price.
0: <laughs> Everybody's going to pay. I have voices in my head. They count to me. They understand. They talk to me. Since
1: 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with Summer Pro Wrestling's biggest stars. And providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as. Ministry of Slam. Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head. WrestleCast. Monday Night Showdown. Wrestling News Live Between the Ropes. R V D Radio. <laughs> WrestleCast and wrestle talk Radio. And many others. If you can't get enough mad mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling. www.audiowrestling.com And check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio wrestling. Keeping you tuned in since
0: 1996. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Brickner. It is my strong hope that you make good with your life on the outside. How's it been going?
1: Well, I got a job. Good. Toast to John Brickner and his size 13 fists. 100,000. It's good. It's not good enough. It's a long line of people you owe money to.
3: You know to the death, right? Anything else I should know? I spent the last few weeks beating other men in this mission for money. Good. Let's
1: get it on. Keep this <laughs> clean. Good. I get out of here.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new
0: Wrestling News Live. And now here are your hosts, Trey Dog, and JJ Sexy of SundayNightshowdown.com.
1: You can big-
2: Alright, guys, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. Uh, we are having some difficulty, however, with Skype. It doesn't look like we're going to have that for the rest of the show. Uh, I do have the Trey Dog on the line, however, on the phone here. So hopefully we'll get everything uh, worked out momentarily. I'm still trying to get Skype to work. But for right now, for some weird reason, it's just not wanting to uh, to work properly. So, again, guys. We be doing some kind of maintenance
3: or something. Who knows? I mean, there could be a million different things why, you know, especially if You've been having storms up in your area and and stuff like that with the Internet. You never know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it could quite frankly be that. Um, I guess we'll kind of continue talking about some of the news. I know we talked about the Intercontinental Tournament. We'll find out the results, obviously, this week. Um, Who's going to be the new Intercontinental Champion? I have to say, I think it's going to be Christian. Probably. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely see what goes on there. I wouldn't mind Kofi, to be quite honest. Like I said, I think that it would be nice to see Kofi get the rub and then Christian move on to the uh, World Heavyweight Championship division. But who knows how that's going to turn out. Uh, we talked about NXT just a little bit. I said Tarver was going to be the one that I think is going to be leaving. And I- I'm sticking by that. I mean, obviously we saw Daniel Bryan get his first win tonight. I don't know if it counts because it was on Raw. Oh, it's
3: got to count. I mean, they've counted the other guys who are on Raw. I guess that's true. Um, I I think I'm going to go back to a little bit of Raw for a second, if we can. One thing that kind of bothered me tonight, and I guess it's because I'm a Triple H, Mark, but uh, Michael Cole made the comment during uh, the Sheamus-Batista beatdown on Cena that when Sheamus booted Cena in the head, he goes, it was that kick that put out Triple H. No, motherfucker, it wasn't that kick that put out Triple H. It was the several attacks for Pint with a steel pipe, you know, and the fact that he crawled basically to the ring to have his last pay-per-view match with Seamus. Granted, we all know what's written in that storyline. That kind of pissed me off.
2: Oh, absolutely.
3: You know, that'd be like saying you got you got hit by a truck and you were on life support, and I came in and slapped you in the face. And they say, "Oh, oh, three slapped JJ in the face. That's what I put him out. No, it wasn't. In fact, he got hit by a truck. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's that's what bothered me about that whole segment tonight. But yeah, I, I don't know how long Triple H is going to be out. I know he's filming a movie. They're supposed to be filming a movie, right?
2: Uh, yeah, he is.
3: So we'll see how all that plays out when he gets back. That'll be
2: interesting. In fact, that, that's a pretty good segue when you think about it. You just talked about the movie. Uh, they've actually changed the name yet again. Originally, again? Yeah, again. This is like, I don't know, they've changed it four or five times. Originally, they called it something, I don't remember what it was. Then they called it uh, Killing Karma, which is what I thought the last title was. Now, it's called Inside Out. And the reason I know they've changed it is because there was an article that came out saying that they're going to uh, really promote these movies... Uh, you know, in the theaters and then straight to d v d as soon as they get their theatrical run, but they're gonna spend all that advertising on just one run of advertising, so it's like an immediate thing,
3: so as so as it goes out of the theater it goes straight to d v d exactly no like six month waiting period,
2: no six months waiting, no
3: huh
2: it's definitely new.
3: I can't say I have a problem with that
2: well well. <laughs> I I don't really have a problem with it. I just I find it interesting.
3: I mean, I didn't see any of the WWE movies in theaters. I saw all of them on DVD or on like HBO or you know, whatever they aired on.
2: Yeah. Hey Trey, so. I've I've got Skype back open if you want to give me a call on Skype. It looks like it's working now.
3: All right, I'll give it a shot, brother.
2: We'll try it out, man. Toes, and Definitely. All right, so we'll just wait on the trade Dog to give us a call back in. Man, I don't know what in the hell is going on with, uh, with Skype tonight. Jesus. It's causing all kinds of havoc right here in the studio. Not happy tonight, am I, let me tell you. It's been a long day. And thank God it's almost over, ladies and gentlemen. I'm definitely looking forward to kind of getting some sleep tonight, relaxing a little bit. Getting things ready for Unplugged tomorrow should be a very interesting show. Lots of video game talk we're going to be doing on Unplugged tomorrow. But as I said earlier, guys, as far as Raw is concerned, I kind of gave it the grade of of a B. I I thought it deserved that. I didn't think it was a bad show. Again, I didn't think it was a great show, but it definitely wasn't a bad show. Hopefully you guys liked it. Hopefully things, um, you know, like I said, hopefully everybody liked it. Oh, Let's see, I think I have a call coming in. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this?
6: This is uh, Real Blackheart.
2: Hey, Blackheart. What's going on, buddy?
6: Oh, uh, not much. I want to talk a little about Raw.
2: Cool. Go right on ahead.
6: Um, I don't know. I wanted to know what you guys thought about uh, Diviase Jr., uh, his uh, gimmick and where he's going with uh, his gimmick, uh, paying off the colognes today.
2: I'll be real honest. Uh, I don't have Trey on the line, but... I like it. I happen to like it. I I, I think, uh, and they really set it up tonight, talking about how Ted has a trust fund that he just inherited. Uh, he either had to be 30 or go to his first WrestleMania, which, you know, obviously he's not 30, but he did go to his first WrestleMania. So in that respect, I, uh, I really enjoyed the fact that they're really branching out on that storyline and, and making it work. And it's interesting to me, because I, I've said this all along, I think the guy that's going to come along and be the next Virgil is going to be the guy we're going to see eliminated tomorrow night on NXT, and that's Michael Tarver. Uh With that said, I think the Trey Dog is back on the line here on Skype. Trey, are you there?
3: I am here, my brother. I'm here.
2: Holy shit. We have real Blackheart on the line. We've got the Trey Dog on the line. Hallelujah.
6: Hallelujah. So Skype has actually decided to participate this evening. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I've been trying to call uh, the last few weeks, but this, this time I actually got through. Well, welcome to the show, man. I don't
3: know what y'all were talking
6: about, but welcome to the show. Are we're you... talking about uh, Debiase Jr.'s uh, new uh, gimmick, uh, paying off the colognes, uh, and uh, looking for his new Virgil. Do we really need to go through this again? I
3: mean, in this day and age, at this day and time, do we really need to go through the whole white man controlling the black man thing? No, not really. I mean, is that really a
6: good idea? Well, he might make it a Puerto Rican man, and I'm Puerto Rican, so I take offense to it. So it might be uh Carlito be his next Virgil.
3: Uh, I don't think Carlito be the next Virgil. I don't see that happening. Carlito's too headstrong to be anybody's lucky. I don't think.
6: I don't think that would work. Well, I like the fact that they uh, reunited the Colones. I like uh, their run as uh, the tag champs uh, last year, and uh, I think that they'll do a good job. I think Primo needs Carlito, so the two of them together make a good team.
3: Yeah, what the hell did Michael Cole call him tonight when they came out?
6: He said, it's Was Carlos
3: and it somebody else. Yeah, he called You're them like Carlos and Simpson,
2: and I, I don't know what he called them. Which I, I kind he corrected of he
3: had, he had to go back and correct himself. I know that much.
2: I find it interesting though, because now we have Carlito and Primo teaming up, and over in FCW they have uh, they have another colon that they're calling Tito Colon. So that that faction is about to get very interesting, really quick.
6: Well, um, I think uh, they're all related to uh, Carlos Colon. Uh, the Carlos Colon Sr., and they're pretty good. I've seen some WWC uh, wrestling, and they're all pretty good over there. So uh, hopefully they'll be as good here in the WWE. Yeah,
2: actually, Primo and Carlito are both the sons of uh, Carlos Colon. Yes.
6: Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Primo is actually Eddie Colon.
2: Yes. So I, I'm looking I, forward I, I, to... I know. You know what? I would like to see... Carlos come in and manage them, to be quite honest. I think that would give them, uh, you know, especially with the Hart dynasty being your unified tag team champions right now, if you go and you bring in Carlos Colon to, to manage his sons, I think that's that's the great equalizer. It kind of equalizes uh, Natty Neidhart or Bret Hart out of the pitcher. And, you know, at some point, these guys could have a good run uh, with Carlos Colon in their corner. I think that would be a, a, a huge step for them, quite frankly.
3: How oh, actually, is the no, stick hands. I don't think a lot of people. What was that? If I
2: don't have a problem with it. I just wonder how long Brett's going to stick around. Well, now, the rumor is he's done next week. Next, uh, You, you yeah. know what? Uh, next week on Raw, I believe that's his last night with the company. Uh, supposedly his contract was up on the 17th, which, and I do believe that is, yeah, that, that's Monday next week. And as you may well know, The Miz challenged Bret Hart for the U.S. title. Now, am I the only one that sees Bret Hart becoming the U.S. champion and then retiring the belt and leaving?
6: I mean, I think that's like an homage to him since of what happened to him uh, 12 years ago, but I don't know. I hope they don't screw him again, which would be a little crazy.
2: Stranger things have happened.
3: I don't know. Bret Hart won the U.S. title in 2010 and then retiring and leaving. I mean, does that do anything for anybody?
2: Well, let me ask you something, Trey. I don't know if you're aware of this, but in 2010, if I were to tell you that Hall and Nash were the TNA World Tag Team Champions, what would you think of that?
3: Are they the Tag Team Champions?
2: They won last week, yeah. Samoa Joe beat up Matt Morgan, and Kevin Nash cashed in his briefcase that gave him a tag title shot, and they went down and pinned Matt Morgan, who was the sole Tag Team Champions,
3: Damn, I didn't get the, uh, my DVR cut off after the first hour of uh, TNA or the first 40 minutes
2: of TNA. Oh, well, no, you haven't missed it. it, it, it will oh, be, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it hasn't l- aired live on TV, but uh, you can catch oh, it okay. this Thursday night. But they are the new official TNA World Tag Team Champions. So <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's not within the realm okay. of possibility when you okay. think.
3: All right, all right, Touche. All right, you got me. You got me.
2: If Bret Hart. You know, if they could be the tag team champions, then why the hell can't Bret Hart?
3: Well, will be in the ring. Why not?
2: Exactly. It's a weird and wacky time for professional wrestling.
3: <laughs> Thank God this is just a hobby and I got my Mountain Dew. <laughs>
2: Smoke a cigarette or two for me, Trey. I will. Oh, my God. What has this world come to?
3: What do they do? Okay, what do they do after Brett retires and says, "I believe the title vacant"? What do they do? Have they, they just had an intercontinental Continental tournament, or do they have Vince show up and award Drew McIntyre the U.S. title as a new member of
6: RAW? That's interesting.
2: I, you know what? I could totally see that, but I think they're going to fire Teddy. I mean, I think that's really the whole plan here is to is to you know Teddy's on probation. That's the way to get rid of him. But, I, you know what? I would be okay but with Teddy's Drew McIntyre. Probation,
3: Teddy's probation has been over a stupid bullshit storyline that happened a long, long time ago.
2: Exactly, but he just fired the man that Vince McMahon brought into the company as the chosen one.
3: True, true. And I'm sure Teddy probably wants some time off. Hell, who knows? But, I mean...
2: and And here's the thing. Why did he get suspended or fired in the first place... When he basically did what every other wrestler does when somebody calls them out, and he went down there and stomped a mud hole in his ass.
3: Well, because Teddy said, okay, that's enough, that's enough, and he didn't stop. And then when he stripped him of the IC belt, he thought, well, that's the coup de grace. That'll get his goddamn attention. And then that didn't get his attention. So what else do you have left? Yeah,
0: but
2: you when, know, you, when you I poke you I break
3: up with Tiffany. That would have got my attention, but hey.
2: When you poke an angry dog with a stick. And you keep poking the angry dog with a stick. Is that helping the situation Nobody
3: any? knows about poking the angry dog more than this dog right here. So I understand what you're saying, but storyline wise, see, this is the thing. I hate it when real life situations mix in with storylines. Like Ric Flair had to retire because Vince McMahon fucking said so. God, that burnt my ass hairs a long time ago when that went down, when he was doing that. If you lose one match, you're retired. Why, motherfucker? Because you said so? Just because I currently work for you doesn't mean I will forever work for you. You know? You going to pay my bills when I stop working for you and I'm working for somebody else? No. Well, then I'm going to do what I got to do when I work for somebody else. Now, granted, I think it's fucking shiesty that Flair retired then ends up on TNA Wrestling. But, you know, that's just another side of the coin. I, I just think that whole thing was stupid. He should have said, you know, I'll retire when I want to, motherfucker. Thank you very much. Sort of but like the
6: same deal, to re- you know? Don't you think he wanted to retire and he was with Realized. in the first place? You know, I'm sure he wanted to
3: retire. They worked it into a storyline, you know, they went from there. But, you know, just like uh, Teddy Long being put on probation. Do we even remember what he did to get put on probation? I forgot.
2: Not really. I, I don't have any idea. what. I can't remember offhand what he did.
3: It was something stupid at the time. It was something ridiculous at the time. But he's been on probation ever since. That's a long-ass probation.
2: You know, and now Vicky Guerrero could possibly be the uh if that happens, then maybe Vicky reclaims her throne as GM of SmackDown.
3: Well that would have made more sense had they not done to her what they did tonight. Now that makes it, now if they come back and say if this is fire and Teddy and Vicky's back in charge, that's like, oh well we just saw it on Monday, big deal. You know?
2: That's a good point.
3: I just I don't know where they're gonna go. We'll see. We'll see, said the blind man.
2: (laughs) Yes, we will. Now, as
6: far as uh, the guest host is, because everybody's sick and tired of the guest host, should the last guest host be uh, The Rock, or should it be Donald Trump, since he was the first and he was the the one that ordered it?
3: Oh, I'd love to see The Rock come back and do it one night, because he'd be more involved with more storylines and more entertaining. Donald Trump bores me to tears. But I can see The Rock coming back and doing it. I can see The Rock coming back and doing it, and then Donald Trump closing it out saying, you know, I started this two years ago or however long ago, and I'm putting it into it tonight. No more blah, 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 blah. But who gives I guess, I don't know. I was going to say who gives him the authority, but if the general manager has the authority, they can do whatever they want.
2: Pretty much.
6: I guess he can name a general manager, Donald Trump, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, he could if he was the guy that was there that night. So I don't know, man. Well, C- I'm just sick of the general host. I just I'm tired of it completely.
2: No, I'm with you. CJ just sent me a, an instant message on Skype, and said that the reason he was on probation in the first place was because he wasn't living up to Vince's expectations.
4: Okay. Well,
3: he did something though. He made a he made a managerial decision. And then he the next a week, decision somewhere. He made a decision about something, and Vince showed up the next week and and overruled him. It was something to do with the Undertaker.
6: Yeah, it was. It had to do with the Undertaker. Was it the where he released uh, him, uh, not being able to uh, his finishing?
2: Fantastic! I just lost both callers. What in the blue hell is going on with this fucking computer tonight? Wow. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. I'm sure they'll call me back when Skype is opened up again. Oh, this is the show from hell. Absolutely the show from hell. So, I'm going to take one more quick little break, guys. I apologize. We'll come back. We're going to wrap the show up. I'm done at this point. This is completely screwed up so hang with me guys i'll be right back with more wrestling news live All right, guys we're back wrestling news live we've got the trade dog back on the phone I think we're just gonna wrap this thing up i I don't I, I I'm literally about to drop kick my fucking computer right now I am so pissed off I'm ready to fucking yank everything out and you know toss it do? out the fucking window should, right now
0: you should, you should sit and shake after him
2: I should. I, unfortunately, I don't have that sound clip, but I, I'm, like, literally ready right now to fucking rip out my fucking Internet connection, call Tullis and fucking bitch like a motherfucker, and just beat the <laughs> living fuck out of somebody right now. I am so fucking pissed off. Yes, it's redneck fucking rage. <laughs> yeah, brother. This is No, what the... happens,
3: man. I mean, you guys are having snowstorms in your area. I mean, that's... It's a big deal, uh the show will go on next week. We'll have everything back to normal. uh just one of those things, man, you can't control it, I mean you have no control over
2: Skype or the computer, and just you know sometimes they do what they want to do. No shit, well, anyway, my apologies to you guys. Thank God you're not paying for this.
3: <laughs> I
2: guess that's Definitely. the benefit of having a hobby.
3: Thank God for that.
2: Oh uh, so again I think we'll cover I'll I'll cover some more news tomorrow night on Unplugged. Uh I know there was a lot that I wanted to get to tonight and unfortunately guys there's nothing I can do. I can't even open up an internet window right now. I'm pretty much flying blind at this point in time. So then
3: what we'll do that. Tomorrow night for Unplugged I will try to join you for a segment on Unplugged tomorrow.
2: night. Sounds good. We'll kind of we'll kind of rehash some of the news that we wanted to cover like uh the great Kali, no showing an event in India. And the place went nuts, riot. Great kali is like Hulk Hogan there, circa 1985. <laughs> you know, he might not be big in the states, you know, as far as recognition, but uh, he's he's pretty he's the man over in India. Let me tell you. But we'll definitely cover that. We'll we'll cover the uh, the NXT eliminations, of course. Maybe Trey Dog will be my guest host tomorrow night for Unplugged.
3: I'll do my best.
2: All right, sounds good guys. With that said, uh, again, we apologize for uh, for the show tonight. Next week will most definitely better be better if I have to go like buy a new computer and and trash this one because right now the sledgehammer is looking pretty good.
3: <laughs> Don't triple H the computer. We'll be back to normal next week.
2: Oh, uh, you know what, JSK, take us out of here and uh, we'll catch you guys next week for another edition of Wrestling News Live. Don't forget tomorrow night, The Carnage Crew and then followed up by Unplugged Friday night, of course the Headlocks Lounge, Saturday, the Pro Wrestling Rewind. Oh, one quick note. There will not be a Quick Picks this week because uh, I'm thinking of altering the schedule and really not even doing Quick Picks anymore. As a thought of my staff not being here for the show, I just don't want to do it by myself. So I'm thinking we're going to cut Quick Picks and just kind of blend it into the pay-per-views and just go that route. Again, we have content on Saturday night, so there's no need to really do Quick Picks when you think about it. So for right now, Quick Picks is on hiatus, but uh, Pro Wrestling Rewind will be on Saturday. And then this Sunday, I'll be back with Sunday Night Showdown to cover TNA Sacrifice. Brother. Brother.
3: Brother, brother, brother.
2: That's, that's if I don't trash this computer in the next five minutes.
3: Right,
2: right, right. Because it ain't looking too good for it. i got to be honest. So with that said, JSK, take us out of here, guys. We'll talk to you next week right here. W WN-
6: Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass.
5: Good night, white people. I'm out.